Well, as you have seen, uh, today we have been honoring uh, the young people from Bethel who uh, have graduated uh, high school. Uh, and as you all know, this is a significant time in uh, life of uh, our students and, and of our people. Uh, some of you know, and some may not, that I served on uh, Marquette Area Public School Board of Education for uh, eight years. And uh, one of my fondest memories was always at the graduation ceremonies where uh, these students who had worked so hard for uh, many years uh, were acknowledged and uh, received their diplomas. And uh, for me, uh, one of the, the highlights of that was uh, being able to uh, present the diplomas to each of our, our sons as well as uh, several others uh, from uh, Bethel. As a board member, I was able to do that. And so uh, it's a great memory for me and, and an awesome uh, thing that we do. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we all recognize is that this is a great time of transition in uh, these people's lives. And uh, when we come to an end of one phase of our life and we are entering into another one, oftentimes it, it uh, uh, creates some angst and some anxiety about what is uh, next, what's going on. And um, we all go through phases of life, whether it's uh, graduation, uh, whether it's a new job, whether it's changing uh, jobs, uh, whatever it might be, there are transitions that we go through. Uh, and for some people, it, uh, like my wife, it's uh, retirement time, and that's a, a time uh, of transition. It's a different uh, time in, uh, in our lives. Um, and one of the things that I always feel is that when you're, uh, you recognize that you're going to this uh, new phase, you need to be prepared. You need to have yourself uh, set uh, for that change. And it's not always easy, but it is always necessary. Uh, one of the things that I uh, believe, and that's that Scripture gives us uh, oftentimes in many places some um, uh, things to reflect on that will help us with some of those transitions. And so today, one of the things that I want to do is uh, to share with you uh, some Scripture and some thoughts about that, uh, but also as part of that to help uh, the students and anybody else who is going through a transition uh, in their life to be prepared. So I'm going to start in uh, Philippians, and if you have your Bible, if you would turn uh, with me into Philippians, and we're going to be in chapter 4, and I'm going to be reading verses 4 to 9, and I'm going to say some things about the beginning of that, and then I'm going to come back to it after I uh, share some other scripture uh, with you. So let me uh, begin uh, with verse 4 in chapter 4 of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So as I said, let me uh, share with you a few of the things from the beginning of those verses, and then uh, uh, I'm going to uh, flip over to uh, Ephesians and then come back to the end of these. And so, uh, again, as you think about the transition of these students, as you think about transitions in your, your own lives, uh, there's often this uh, wondering and, and anxiety and, and sometimes excitement, but still the questioning, like, what is next? What is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like as I go through these things? So one of the things that uh, Paul is encouraging the Philippians and, and us as well is rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says to, to emphasize that point, to, to really uh, solidify it in our minds. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice for what you have accomplished, with what you have done in your life so far. Rejoice in the opportunities that are in front of you, the things that are before you. And sometimes we can allow the difficulties of things that are going on. If you think about what's happening in our world right now, our graduates are not getting the recognition that's normally done. And yet we can rejoice because many of the schools and the communities have done some wonderful things to encourage and bless uh, these graduates. And, and so they are able to rejoice. Rejoice in what has happened. Rejoice in where God may be leading you and leading them. Uh, and then the next thing is that he talks about, uh, let your reasonableness be known. And when, when I was thinking about re reasonableness, it's basically be logical. Be, be thinking through these things. Don't, don't get swept along by the emotion. Don't get taken down a path because of something that you heard or read, uh, but rather be reasonable. Think it through. Think it and, and, and see if it really makes sense and really is what you're feeling or sensing worth uh, you getting all worked up over. Yeah, sometimes uh, our anxiety, our fears, our angers, or whatever else it might be can cause us to go down a path that is uh, destructive to us, but also can be destructive to other people as well. So uh, we can do this. We can, we can uh, rejoice. We can uh, be reasonable uh, because of how verse uh, 5 ends. Uh, the Lord is at hand. We are so blessed if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ because our Lord, Jesus Christ, is at hand. He's here with us. The Holy Spirit is living within us because of our relationship with God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And because of that, we, we can have a peace that surpasses understanding. And I don't know if you've ever been in one of those circumstances where, you, you, you know, you're, you're really worked up, you're fearful, you're anxious, and yet somehow over you uh, comes this peace. And it's like, wow, how did that happen? And it's that peace that surpasses understanding. It's a peace that only can come uh, from God. Um, uh, let me just share with you an example of that, if I may. Uh, and this is what's been happening. So over the last uh, a couple of weeks, as you know, with all of the uh, anger and things that have been happening around us, um, there's been attacks on police officers. And, and most of you know that I'm a retired police officer. And, and I found myself uh, over and over again getting angry 
toward all of these people who were attacking police officers. And, and so I found that, that I, I was getting caught up in that and I, and I wanted to write some things on Facebook or I wanted to, to express some thoughts uh, at, at people out there. And I really had to go to the Lord and really seek Him and to help Him to keep that peace within me, to help me to, to understand that this is a season that we're going through and we will get through this. But it, it's difficult and you need to have that uh, guarding of your heart because the Holy Spirit is in us and leading us. And so we have to be prepared. We have to, to acknowledge that uh, these things are coming and that we need to be prepared for that. And, and so as I think about preparation, as I think about uh, getting to this point where I can be, uh, where Paul was encouraging uh, them, uh, Lord, he's also encouraging you and I. And so I want to turn uh, just, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with these. You could, I could spend a long, long time on each of these points. But uh, in Ephesians, uh, in, in chapter 6, well, it's talking about the full armor of God. And, and as I'm uh, reading these verses, in, in your mind, if you can kind of picture a soldier preparing to go out to battle, or uh, as you've seen in the recent things where the National Guard and the police have, have been out on the lines and they have their equipment on, and it's kind of that idea. And so as you're thinking about how you are going to deal with things, as you are, are going to be prepared uh, this scripture is, is kind of giving you a visual of being prepared for the attacks that may uh, come upon you. So let me just read these verses and I'll just make some brief comments about each of them. Uh, Finally, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the, hev in the heavenly realms. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as, uh, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. So again, as I said, I want to just... Uh, briefly share some thoughts on each of those verse, verses. But, but I want to point out to you as we start to look at this, you know, there's not, uh, uh, Satan's not out there in a place where we can actually see him. In fact, what he, where he works the best and the most effectively is when he gets into the heart of someone who is close to us or someone who has a great influence on us. If you're, if you're a student and you're going off to college and you get connected with a professor and you really think highly of that professor, 
and, and you want to follow their teaching. And sometimes they may be leading you down a, a different road or a bad road. Or you may go uh, even to a church where the teaching there is not appropriate. It's not biblical. It's offline. You need to be prepared for that. You need to be ready for that. And I could go on and on with many examples. But it's, it's usually the people who have the greatest influence on us that can lead us astray. And so we need to be prepared. And so think about that as you think about each of these uh, things that are being put on to prepare us uh, about the, the armor. So uh, again, uh, picture that soldier and he's putting on the belt. He puts on the belt of truth. We need to move from false thoughts and false things that are being said out there and concentrate and turn to truth. We need to be prepared with truth. We need to be uh, ready for uh, taking on uh, things that will help us to know what the truth is. God's word is truth, and we need to be in his word and being prepared by his word. The more time I spend in the word, the more prepared I am to take on uh, the lies of Satan that come along. The next is the breastplate of righteousness. This is striving to become more Christ-like in our thoughts and our behaviors. If you think about that one, you know, as I look at Scripture and I read about Jesus, I see that he is confronted from every side but all, by all kinds of opposition and, and people who come against him. And Satan certainly wanted to destroy him. And one of the things that Satan did is he took him up and he offered him positions of power and strength and authority and things that, that uh, he was trying to tempt Jesus into giving up what he was to follow after these uh, things. And, and the same kind of thing com can come on. And he stood against it, and he is living in us as the Holy Spirit, and we can face these things and take them on. The next is the shoes of your, uh, for your feet. Uh, this could be understood as believing the promises of God in the gospel and counting on them to be true for you. If, if, again, if you're in the Word and you're concentrating on that and you're thinking about that and you're relying on that, we have that solid foundation. If you think of your shoes, it's kind of that foundation that you have underneath you. It keeps you set. And for a soldier, for, for a, a, a police officer out on the line being confronted, having a solid foundation prepares you for any kind of an attack that comes against you. And so that's the kind of thing that we have to be prepared for. As we, as we examine our hearts and our lives, are we prepared for the attacks to come against us? And we need to be prepared. We have to have that solid foundation. The next is a shield of faith. And again, you've, you've seen the uh, soldiers and the police with their shield that they're holding up. And, and it kind of protects their body. And it kind of keeps uh, the person between, or something between us and that other person. And sometimes you can have uh, shield against shield and you're, you're standing side by side and you're a team and you're ready to, to go. And the, the, the shield is faith. It's that faith that we have to resist the temptations that come, the, 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 the temptations to doubt, is God really uh, God? Is, is Jesus really the Son of God? All of those kinds of things. The, the, the uh, temptation to sin or to quit uh, doing something good or telling 
yourself the, uh, the truth and choosing on a basis of truth to do the, the, uh, the right thing. That, those are our choices. We can either follow after the, the negative or we can pursue the positive. The positive being I will rely on the word of God. I will trust in that and I will believe the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And the next is the helmet of salvation. And again, if you, if you think about the soldiers, they wear the helmets. I know when I was in the army, in basic training, we had these helmets that we would put on, and, and the idea of those is to keep, if, if something is kind of uh, attacking you, it gives you that protection for your head. And once we have trusted Christ as our Savior, we have the security and protection from Satan's attack on our brain. If you think about uh, where he wants to attack us, the most vulnerable place is our brain, our thinking. And so if we can protect that and keep that protected, then uh, we are safe and secure in that relationship. The next is the sword of the Spirit. This is talking about the Word of God. The Bible itself is our weapon of attack against Satan's onslaught. Uh, and what I think for me, anyway, I like a, I've told you before, I like visuals. So for me, that's, you know, when I'm hearing something from outside or, or even internally, I'm seeing something or hearing something or uh, getting caught up in something. If, if I think of scripture that I've memorized and I quote it, 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 it so often just kind of brings that, that sense of peace and calmness into my heart. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I remember a specific time I was driving down the road and I was just having some thoughts and, and it was just uh, I, I just couldn't uh, understand what was going on and I was just kind of frustrated and and, and all of a sudden uh, I just started saying uh, to myself thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you God and, and I and I said to my, that's to myself over and over again and all of a sudden those thoughts left my brain. And, it, and it's, it's one of those things where I have a choice. I can either listen to the onslaughts of Satan or I can listen to the word of God and rely on its power in my heart. And the next thing is prayer. Scripture tells us we're to pray at all times. Uh, oftentimes, uh, I don't know if you do this or not, but oftentimes, you know, I'll pray out loud. Sometimes I'm driving along the road or I'm sitting someplace or I'm doing something. Sometimes I'm, I might be just looking at nature and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just praying. I'm praying for help. I'm praying for peace. I'm praying sometimes for just a praise of God for what I'm seeing and hearing and thinking. And, and so our, the power that we have over Satan really is the word of God and especially if we pray it back to him and then we commit to living it out in ourselves. So what I have found in my, in my uh, life uh, as I have interact, interacted with other, other Christians is that this is a daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes minute by minute thing that we have to do. We need to be in prayer because we will. Scripture doesn't say you may. Scripture tells us we will be attacked by Satan. And the only thing that we can do is be prepared and then uh, not allow him to come in to our hearts and lives to destroy us. So during times of transition in our lives, we often uh, uh, are vulnerable to teachings that we're getting from outside. And we need to recognize that. And with the armor of God, we need to be prepared to stand against whatever that uh, teaching might be. Um, 
this past week, uh, I was with some, some men, and uh, we got into a really uh, difficult discussion. And uh, it was about the protests and the causes and consequences of those. And the person that brought it up and, and was talking about it initially uh, said, I, I don't know, have the answers to these things, and I'm willing to be taught and I'm willing to hear what you have to say. And for a, for a short period of time, it got a little bit testy and tense as we were having this conversation. And I quietly to myself was started praying, and, and God helped me to not become angry and frustrated because I started going down that path, uh, because in a sense I felt an attack against the military and against the police, and I, uh, having served in both and love our country, I was really getting caught up in some anger, and I, and I just kind of quietly to myself began praying a little bit, and, and, and the, the thing ended well, but it could have erupted into some real discord uh, amongst some Christian brothers, and I was grateful that God intervened in that point and helped us through that. It's not always easy, and we're not always prepared when somebody brings something up at the wrong time. Well, we have, uh, we have to be prepared, and we have to know what's up. And then the last part of the verses from uh, uh, Philippians that I read a little bit ago, I really love these uh, script, this scripture, these verses talk about. It says, finally, brothers. He's been telling them all kinds of things. He's been preparing them. And if you think about that in our lives, sometimes we, we need something where it's, okay, finally, listen to this. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that or not, but there are times when it's like, okay, God, I got you. I'm going to listen. Okay, so that's kind of the sense you get here. And, and, and it's, it's like you're, you're all caught up in all of these things. I want to give you something that will help you to think right, is what Paul is saying here. So he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is true, God's word is the only thing that's true. We need to rely on it. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Do you see what, you see what Paul is saying there? It's like, okay, we're all aware of some of these things that, that we've seen, experienced, that are good and positive. We, we have God's word. We know that Jesus died on that cross for us. We know that he was raised back to life. He ascended into heaven. That's something positive that I can hold on to and, and trust in. And he's saying, think about these things. And then the last part. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Hopefully people see these things in Pastor Brian and I and, and others who are in leadership here in this church. Whatever you've seen, practice these things. Don't just have it in your head, but make it a part of who you are and practice these things. Put them into play. So let me just go through those real quickly with you. 
So whatever is true, John 17, 17 tells us your word is truth. God's word is truth. Think about those things. Whatever is honorable, honorable, these are things that lift the mind above the world's dirt. It takes us from down here up to there because God's word can do that for us. Whatever is just, this is thinking in a way that is fair to all who are involved. Sometimes, we, sometimes when we're thinking about an issue, we think about ourselves. We think about maybe some friends or people who are in a particular position. But he's, he's, he's encouraging here that think about all the people who are involved. Open yourself up to everybody who is uh, involved here. And make sure that you're not squelching their beliefs because you're forcing your point upon them. Whatever is pure, that is getting rid of the lustful and unholy thoughts that are in our minds. We have, to, we have to control those things. We have to get them under control. Or we'll get led along a path that is not a good holy path, but we'll get led along a path that is filled with filth and dirt. Whatever is lovely, this is having good thoughts about others and God's creation. When I, when I start to think about creation, I think about the world and the sunsets and sunrises and the stars and the moon and all of the, just the beauty around us, the mountains, anything that we can look at. But God also created the people. And he created all of the people that we interact with. And some of them are not a lot of fun to be around. But you know what? They are still God's created. And we need to think correctly about them, but think about them in a good way, not think about them in a negative way. Whatever is commendable, this is something that is worthy of praise. It's right thinking. It's thinking about praise for all of the things. And then anything that is excellent or worthy of praise, we are to concentrate our thoughts on those things and not on the negative and the uh, bad direction that we so often uh, can get along, led along. So, if we are uh, following this model, if we are following this example, when the turmoil comes around us, we need to concentrate on God, his creation, what he has done, and who he is. And we have an awesome, amazing God who created an awesome world for us to live in. And we can choose to think about the negative or we can choose to think about the positive. We can put on the full armor and be prepared for the attacks of Satan, or we can succumb and follow him wherever he may want to lead us. We have Paul's teaching. We have Christ's model. These are things that we need to practice, we need to put into practice on a daily basis and be prepared for whatever comes on that particular day. God's given us his word to help prepare us for what's in front of us and what's to come. Let me close this section in prayer. Thank you for joining here today. Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we have that solid foundation that we can stand on and be prepared, that we can watch out for the attacks of Satan because you have given us the tools to be able to prepare us. Lord, help us to lean upon you, to trust in you, to turn to you in difficult times. Help us, Lord, to know that you are a holy, awesome, amazing God, a God who cares, a God who is preparing 
our hearts and lives for eternity spent with you. So Lord, as we interact with other people, as we face changes in our lives, as we go through transitions, help us to do it centered upon your word, centered upon belief in your finished work upon that cross. Thank you, God, for your love, your amazing grace that helps us to have the hope for tomorrow because of your finished work today. In Jesus' holy name, amen.